Christmas, everyone, and welcome to this very special, very festive episode of Ninjas vs. Podcast. That podcast where once a week we answer that old chestnut. Which is roasting better. on an open fire, by the way. We pull it out of the fire, still burning and blistering the tips of our fingers, and we ask it which is better, X or Y. I am your host, Tyler, the... Uh, the Burger Meister Meister Burger of this podcast. <laughs> I am your co-host Jordan, the Heat Miser of this podcast. <laughs> and I am Kevin, your Yukon Cornelius for this podcast. <laughs> who is who is who is our nothing? Although I do, I although I do like that we um that we all picked out uh, claymation. Uh, oh, of course. Is, is there any other kind of Christmas besides a claymation? That's that's very true. Ooh. I really like when shows do claymation episodes like of their show. Community, like that that great gem of a fine community. So this is our our Christmas episode, listener. I hope, I hope you're in the Yuletide spirit. I hope that you love joy. Well, you, Tyler, you Tyler, what about our one. what about our Jewish and Kwanzaa loving listeners? I hope you learn a thing or two about Christmas and uh, can appreciate our little segment of the world. Yeah, get uh, get a Yule log ablazing, man. Yeah, just come on, just settle on down. Grab right? yourself oh, a fruitcake and just start gnawing on that. Just it's gonna take you a few hours. Yeah, but we we welcome dog. we welcome all by the fireplace. Come in and get some cocoa, and we're gonna. We're gonna give you a bit of a uh, bit of bit of heated debate that is intense yet festive. So, <laughs> and you may have noticed you may have noticed that that intro song was a bit different this week. That is from our favorite Christmas album, uh, Xmas movie soundtrack. You can find that on Bandcamp. Friend of ours, great guy. Oh, I've been listening to that nonstop. And that Me was too. Boxing Day and. I think of all of our second favorite Christmas album is Bootsy Collins's Christmas is Forever. I think that goes without <laughs> that question. That goes without saying. So, jumping right in. We got a lot of questions stacking up for this Yuletide episode, and we're going to try and burn through as many as we can. So, first up, we have a very special question from Magnum Force 22 who actually asked us this on our Tumblr, which most people don't know we have because it's just an RFs. RSS front, but I'm pretty sure he created this Tumblr for the sole purpose of asking us this question. He doesn't follow anyone else on Tumblr. He does. He hasn't done. He hasn't posted anything on Tumblr. He just made this account. He just tumbled in. Question. And I. It's vaguely Christmas related, so I figured we might as well give it a shot. But the question is, who suffers more torment through the Home Alone movies, Harry? Or Marv. Oh, okay. I I actually know who Magnum Force is. Um, he is a a regular listener, and he actually informed me of this question. He also wanted me to extrapolate on it a bit more. 
Uh, we, we are not supposed to talk specifically about, I mean, it should be in the argument about physical suffering, but we should also discuss the emotional toll and spiritual toll on each as well. Well, I think that's what's, that's what decides the argument. Cause I think pretty, I mean, they both get hurt. They're, they're, they're abused on, well, on a similar basis. Yeah. Well, and I think we can all agree that things happen to both of them wherein they should have died that several times over in that movie. <laughs> Yes. There's actually it's a fun game. While watching that movie, if you uh, you take a sip of take no, a take a drink of Christmas cheer, take a sip of nog or or cherry delicious cordial. Uh, every time something happens, wherein one of them would have died, and you will be very filled with Christmas cheer by the end. Perhaps too filled, and you'll have to throw up. Are we okay wow. with including Home Alone two? Uh, I think this? yeah. Home Alone two. Oh, lost wow. Oh wow, Home Alone two. It's I. I forget that there is a Home Alone one. Home Alone also is the greatest of the Home Alones. <laughs> well, <laughs> but but so to clarify, Marv is the Jewish. He is Jewish. Probably yes. yeah. Which we... uh, he's he's the tall one. Harry is the Joe Pesci one. Yes, is Joe Pesci. Joe so, Pesci and the guy from Chud. I will go ahead and throw my opinion out there right away and say that I think that Marv is easily the worst off of the two because both of them, you know, both of them get, get hurt, get shot with nails. One of them sticks his flaming head in a toilet full of kerosene. Uh, plenty of things happen to both of them, but Harry more or less like lets it all roll off his back by the end of the movie. You know, the, the cops are cops are arresting him and he's still, you know, smiling it up talking about like oh man the sticky bandits are gonna make it in the paper he's making the most of the situation whereas harry is just he is gonna burst a vein or something wait hold on you just you you, yeah you started with marv yeah marv marv was the one who was shrugging it off harry is the one who punches marv for saying hey we're the sticky bandits put that in the paper i think that Luigi more or less lets it roll off his back, whereas Mario gets increasingly angry and probably will need heart medication. Will that help you if we refer to them as Luigi and Mario? <laughs> no, I'll learn. I'll, I'll figure it. I, I watched this movie just the other day. I, I'll figure Marv is, it out. Marv is the tall one. Yeah, Marv yes. is the tall one. All right. Well, if you're going with Harry, which it sounds like you are going with Harry, I will yes. counter argue I, by I, going with Marv. Uh, for one, we mentioned Marv is Jewish, and he has to deal with all this stuff during Christmas time. Nobody is acknowledging his own, you know, religion at this time. I mean, that's true. Harry is, you know, he's a uh, probably Italian. We don't really know, um, but considering no, I, no we do considering Italian. considering it's Joe Pesci, it's probably he's probably Italian. Um, so he's probably he's got that feast of the seven fishes to look forward to. Uh, Harry, what? <laughs> the feast of seven fishes, which we are all so familiar it's, with. It's an Italian Christmas tradition. Don't ask me why I know what it is, because I'm not Italian at all. Oh, it's an ITC. Yes. Um, yeah, one of those. But yeah, also, yeah. I mean, let's let's deal with the emotional trauma in Home Alone two. You know, Kevin, not Kevin, our podcaster, but Kevin McAllister, uh, pins uh, the, as I like to call him the kid. 
Yeah, the kid. Remember that that hot blonde that you know Kevin and the two bad guys are up behind, and Kevin like grabs oh, her yeah. butt, and she thinks Marv did it, and Marv is just like, "Oh, this attractive lady is looking at me. We might have a moment," and then she slaps him or punches him in the face. That can really hurt a guy's ego. I mean, that's that's tough. More so than all the physical pain, which Marv went through a lot of physical pain. Let's remember that Marv, it was Marv who got hit in the face by four bricks in a row, whereas Harry was just like, come on, keep throwing those bricks. And it hits Marv each time. Like that From, takes from four stories up, mind you. Yeah, that takes its toll. That actually would kill a man, as we previously mentioned. <laughs> well, I'm even ignoring the fact that Marv was electric, electrocuted so badly that his skeleton showed. That's not even physically, <laughs> pow- that's not physically I did, possible. I was rather surprised revisiting the uh, revisiting the movie and seeing that it was. Well, Bill Bill Nye was a consultant. A, be- a beautiful piece of cinematography. <laughs> Bill Nye was the consultant for that scene, so it does make a lot of sense when you think about that. Now, but, Kevin, uh, withholding the fact that they both should be dead men. What, do you have an opinion on I, this? You know what? I feel like, Tyler, I agree with you. I think Harry suffers more for two reasons. Physically, first, because, I mean, if you watch the movie, he clearly has high blood pressure and hypertension. So mm-hmm. this situation, the stress of He's that so tense. is yeah. yeah, is is taking a toll on him medically. Um, you know, we don't see him take any heart medication um, during the course of the film. So clearly he's not getting the help that he needs medically. Um, and psychologically... Uh, you know, we've established that Harry is, you know, a, an Italian immigrant, you know, son of Italian immigrant parents who came to this country, you know, looking to, to for opportunity, for a way out of uh, an oppressive, you know, poverty in, in their home country, you know, leaving that. Even though they loved their neighbors and family and friends, they had to leave, you know, for, for these opportunities. They wanted to be a humble family of tailors. And, you know, just make beautiful garments for people. But, uh, you know, clearly the business did not go well. And so Harry had to resort to a life of crime to support his aging parents. And I, and I think, you know, just, just that whole legacy of suffering and disappointment, uh, especially at Christmas time, I think really puts Harry over the edge. Well, don't you wow, think I'm Harry kind of brings it over here? Don't you think I Harry kind of brings it on himself, though, by having Marv as a partner? Oh, by being a poor immigrant? Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> Harry brings it on himself. He could have found a more reliable, useful partner than Marv, who is by all. But what if, what if Marv was a reliable partner? Right. But the Home Alone one, like he suffered a bit of brain damage. Right. Did you ever think about that? I he think was we kind all of. That. He was kind of. Maybe that's why he's blissfully unaware. He was a little damaged. <laughs> the entire rest of the series. He was a little damaged in the first one too. I mean, you gotta remember. Maybe this is like the sixth house that they've had a child at. Uh, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> not, <laughs> no. Not, no. Not that I've they've adopted encountered a child. A oh, child. I see. Um, no, actually, I've done a lot of research on Home Alone, and actually, Marv was uh, a a member of the well harry was a member of the uh the burglars big brother society and uh you know marv needed some guidance needed uh you know needed a mentor and harry stepped up exactly and uh that can be pretty hard on harry having right right so so you know he's responsible to you know bring this guy up in the world and he's just not cutting it again further disappointment for harry 
can I just say that, that I think we all can agree that Kevin is the real villain of the movie. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. He he goes Absolutely. above and beyond to uh, to punish them. I mean, beyond he's... what they're doing, he could have just called the police, I'm... but instead he lures them to an abandoned house where he can abuse them. I'm astounded that we show this this video this this promotion video for vigilante justice to our children. I mean, it's a terrible message to send to the kids. We're gonna have a new Batman beginning here, and nobody wants that. Yeah, a I... new a new Batman begins. Yes. Yes. Thanks for uh, finishing that joke off, Kevin. As a... <laughs> Hope you like having puns food-fed to you, listener. It's a little punny pudding. Um, also, as a quick side note, as a, as a child, my uh, party gag at family gatherings was to do the Kevin aftershave scream. You know, the, ah, oh! because, you know, my name was Kevin and I was also a young ne'er-do-well. So uh, people love that. So Jordan, final opinion: who who gets who gets the brunt of it? You know, I just think I, I I like the Harry arguments, but the the emotional trauma of four straight bricks to the face is still and and Har- Harry's not even helping Marv out there. He's just throwing him to the dogs. I'm gonna <laughs> stick with Marv. That's terrible. Kevbot, I gotta stick with Harry. Reasoning. Rocky Balboa. Oh, because That's the only I, reason I forgot because because of his uh, because of his hard life on the streets. Right. Um, and I will go ahead and join in saying that uh, that Harry gets the worst of it. He just uh, he can't. He now can't hold on, Tyler. Do you mean the short I, one or the tall one here? I I mean Squatus Andronicus gets gets the worst of it. He uh, I love easily, that TV show. <laughs> I believe that he is abused as much, if not more, and you know, maybe with some counseling, he would have learned to to take it a little better. But instead, he's just that kid gets under. His that's nails. what you believe. So Wait, you know what I believe. What I believe. I believe in Harvey Dent. So let's continue. Oh, and back to Batman. Back to Batman. Well, we began Batman with Batman, returns. so we got to come back to the Dark Knight. And then so, Dark Knight Ma- Rising, he's got to rise. No, that's Metal Gear Rising, you're thinking of. Oh, right, good point. So Wait, Magnum what's... Force 2000, there you have it. Your answer, we have cut the baby in half and found <laughs> that Harry. The, the, Harry is the, the worst off of the babies. So next question comes from uh, Ryan McMorrow, a good friend of the show, who's been uh, tweeting up a storm. Thank you very much, Ryan. Even on his birthday, he was... Uh, he was talking about how he it it helped with the festivities. So his oh man, question, happy birthday! Happy birthday, Ryan! Happy like two weeks after your birthday. Yeah, no, have a very time. merry unbirthday. Have Have you settled into your new age? Are you? Is the enchantment gone? Is the honeymoon over with your new did, year on this earth? Did you already watch Enchantment on your birthday? You mean enchantment? So that's done. Oh. Uh, no, I, I no mean, the, I mean, the the knockoff. Oh, the knockoff yeah. enchantment. The Netflix free streaming knockoff enchantment. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Disney original channel movie or Disney Channel movie original Christmas. All right, question. So, would you rather receive in present form on Christmas eleven pipers piping or ten lords a leaping? Well, okay. Of Are course, we talking... keeping keeping with the classic song, you know. Right. Well, I think ten pipers piping, eleven lords are leaping. I think I would go with ten pipers piping because I would I would be uh, it's eleven, to eleven be, to, pipers piping. Oh, 
11 Pipers Piping. I would I would rather go with 11 Pipers Piping because I would be honored to be surrounded by 11 smoking hot Pipers. Now, are they literally smoking or are they playing the bagpipes? Yeah, no, are they smoking just, are pipes? Are they smoking pipes? Are they playing bagpipes? No, they're because just they're just that's, really attractive. That would get They're just get, really attractive. They're pipers like, that are piping. They are really they, attractive. Oh, piping pipers. So You'd rather have the the svelte gentlemen than the the leaping lords. Oh yeah, I mean, because that's probably that's probably going to mean. Well, let's just take the most attractive cast of parts of the cast of Ocean's Eleven, and just say that that's who we're going to be hanging out with, and they're going to be pipers. And then you can pull off a heist. You can have a sweet entourage. You exactly. can be on the TV well, show Entourage. Well, I'm going to go with the lords of leaping, primarily because you guys know. I mean. If you want to be my friend, you got to bring a lot to the table. And if you're part of the the English aristocracy, if you're a lord, man, you're probably rolling some bank. And I mean, if you're leaping around, you're probably pretty athletic. And if I have ten of those dudes, I'm the eleventh. That gives me enough for a soccer team, for a football team. Man, I could I could field my own team of these rich aristocrats, and uh, you know kick it to the bourgeoisie and you know dominate with my 10 lords leaping so <laughs> just 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 you know just keep them down just I, oppress the suck oppress it, the suck the, it proletariat yeah i, I, I was oppress gonna say the i think dickens out of them the lords are the the bourgeoisie wait are they oh yeah yeah You're no no no, no. The, lords, the lords are nobles man the bourgeoisie is the middle class i'm, I'm with the oh, upper no, no, class no. Some, I, one I think of we need to look into more this. Attention yeah. in I did not pay attention in European history, so... Bourgeoisie... Oh, is the title character of a play by Moliere? No. All right. Is, um... Oh, social middle oh, class. Social Bourgeoisie. middle class. There you go. Social there. middle they class. They are not the ar- just... aristocracy. Well, I... You see, if the pipers are piping, if they are piping tobacco, then that's definitely something I don't want as a as a mildly asthmatic individual because your your home's going to get full of smoke. You're never going to get that smell off the tree. So you basically, you can't even keep it around till New Year's. You got to ditch it immediately. You, it's going to be on the drapes. Let's think of the drapes. That, that'll be the worst. I, and I you'll always have, do. You'll, you know, Gramps already has a case of the consumption. You're just going to, you know, push him beyond his limit with all of this pipe smoke going around. But on the other hand, 11, 10, 11, 10, 11, 10, 10 lords, 10 a lords a leaping. It, that's going to imagine the stress on the floorboards. That's something you have to take into that's account. That's a good point. Imagine the noise. The noise unless, if you're not a fan of loud noises. Unless they're and outdoor then, lords. And then what if these what if these are like Game of Thrones type lords? I mean, winter is coming. That's true. And they're they're just gonna, you know, they're gonna have all kinds of disputes over land. There's gonna be intrigue, and while that may be entertaining, you know, I I don't know if I want them. Tyler, you know, right right there and around me all the time. Tyler brings this is a gift. Tyler, you can't just re-gift them. You're bringing up a good point because what if they are the ten lords of the rings? I mean, that could be Ooh. dangerous. Uh, what if I had ring wraiths coming after me? Then that would be that would be that would be really bad. I think there's only nine of those, though. Oh well, the tenth one is Sauron, obviously, Kevin. Oh shoot! Well, that's that's no good at all. 
Nobody wants that. I know. I, I'm. I'm. I'm now. I, I'm. I'm a little leery of Ten Lords leaping now. Well, plus that one's got that that Vorpal blade that's gonna stab you, and you're gonna turn into a ring wraith. Uh, I believe it was a Morgul blade, Kevin. No, I think Vorpal is. Yeah, it? it's it's Vorpal. Uh, it's in it's in the Jabberwocky. Uh, the Vorpal uh, uh, blade uh, went uh, snicker uh, snack. Uh, 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 but I don't know. I'm just having a hard time finding positives with either of them. Although I do enjoy, I do enjoy a good serenade. If the Pipers were playing the old, the old baggy pipes, I think I could get behind that. I would like to note that the one wiki to rule them all says a Morgul blade is a magical poisonous dagger used by ring wraiths in Middle War. But a Vorpal blade is a phrase used by Lewis Carroll in his nonsense poem, Jagger, Jabberwocky. Well, if they're... So, technically, we're all right. That's yeah. true. Uh, yes, but I can't remember what we were talking about, but it was great. <laughs> Honestly, I think I'm going to go with the Piper's Piping, on the condition that it is bagpipes and that they actually know how to play the bagpipes. I mean, they're Pipers by profession. So I could just, you know, have them follow me around, play some sweet, you know theme music if i ever have a battle that needs some inspiring i could have them come along and you know do a nice little little jig and some some battle music whereas those lords are leaping right out of the package they're just gonna they're gonna they're gonna shock and scare you there that's not a situation that i want to find myself in not so, to mention like is that all they do like they're just like hey hey why don't we go leaping and they're like oh, i think I, it's like I those thought... um i think it's like those dippy cranes they just like leap all the time. It's, so it's, like, it's basically hey, an animated gif of lords <laughs> leaping, and you, you guys, can't get it out of your real 3D life. Do you guys want to maybe like go bowling or something? No, we're figuring we're just leap, you know, like all day, you know, just 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 leap. Like that sounds terrible. And then they leap right after you to the bowling alley. Which, but then they, but they know. don't, but they don't engage in the game of bowls. They just stand there and leap next to you, and, you're, and then you're just playing bowling. You're just going bowling by yourself. That's the saddest thing on earth. So we got two people on the uh, on the Piper's end of things. Jordan, I'm gonna stick with. Have we have we swayed you? No, you have not. I'm gonna stick with Lords of Leaping because I'm I'm assuming if these Pipers are piping 24 seven, that's gonna eat into my sleep time, and I can sleep a lot easier with you know, lords a-leaping around than I can with, you know, pipers constantly piping some music. Plus, if they're piping, they could be piping hot, as Kevin said, they could be piping hot attractive, or they could be piping hot, like, like, on fire. Like, it could get really warm with some, with that many pipers piping in the room. So I'm going to go with my aristocratic, quieter leaping lords, who, if they're leaping around, could probably play sports pretty well. So I would, I would have... A pretty good I'm just game. gonna say that is a lot easier to put in headphones than to uh, to chain up a leaping lord. I mean, they didn't. I mean, they fought their way to their lordship. But so there you have it. Thank you very much for the question. We're gonna go with them, them, uh, them pipers piping. So up next, we have a very special question. It is aren't from... they all special? Yes. Yeah. This one, you're all special listeners. Oh, this, come, we come just alienated we'll every one of our listeners except for one. That's yeah, terrible. and that one, that That's one is my my mom. Oh, okay. Who Aww. has been who has been clamoring to uh, to participate with the show in some way ever since we got started. My my biggest fan. Aww. So, 
she sent she sent in a handful of questions for a Christmas episode. A handful? A ham, and she baked a honey baked ham. Where that ham? Sent, sent it, sent it to Where me. It's full of questions. I mean, she's the most thoughtful human being. So, our question is from Old Man: Eggnog versus fruitcake, which we've already gotten a bit of a start on. Ooh, we, have, we have said, we have said disparaging things about both already in this podcast. So, um, but there can only be one. There can only right. be one. So. Now, now, is are either of them alcoholic, the eggnog or the fruitcake? Let's say is both. It, is is it a rum? <laughs> yeah, let's say, a, let's let's go with both. There is, is rum, rum in both of them. Oh yeah, okay. So we got a little Captain Morgan in both. Got a little Captain in you. Yep. And uh, a little Christmas spirit in you. That's right. And um, oh wow. Okay, so now is this a fruitcake that I'm gonna have to eat by myself? Yes. Like in the dark, you know, in a, well, in a robe. Just, well, I, just can't, I can't help your living habits, Kevin, but I guess. Because, <laughs> I mean, that just sounds really depressing. Like, I'm going to eat an entire fruitcake by myself. If, but... you're, if you're spending any part of your Christmas season alone in the dark <laughs> eating a fruitcake, uh, fruit wearing, fruit wearing a robe... <laughs> Then I think I think you is the rope tied or is it just open? You, it's, you've you're on a good path. You found our podcast. Keep going. <laughs> Keep following that light. But but on the flip side, so eating an entire fruitcake would be terrible. But on the flip side, if you just had an entire gallon jug of eggnog that you had to drink by yourself, that would also be really gross. Just well, be if like we're eggnog thinking... running down your cheeks. If we're thinking of, you know, typical real world eggnog and fruitcake, not idealized magical podcast fruitcake, at least with the eggnog you can get a little crunk. You can at least forget you can forget how dim and dark and bleak your room is. But do you want start. that? That's that's like that's your first steps down the path to becoming an alcoholic, Tyler. Yeah, but I only every, at Christmas I think time. everyone engages in a little bit of Christmas escapism. Well, everyone's an alcoholic at Christmas, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. The Although the fruitcake has a number of non-eating uses. You need you need a paperweight. Boom. You got it. You need a doorstop. Hey, how's it going? You need uh you need to send a message through a window. Uh, note tied to a brick style. You're set. And oh, that's true. You it's could a throw lot it less. It's a lot less threatening. It's like, yeah. hey, I mean business, but here, get for you. <laughs> well, and you could throw it at unwanted carolers, which is pretty much all carolers. I mean, who really wants to be caroled to? I don't know. I hate eggs, though. I cannot get. I cannot get behind really any kind of egg product. I don't even like eggs on my schmiskets or schmuffins. What about really? What about yeah. like a like a like a good old egg fried egg on your burger? Isn't that delicious? Mm, not the only egg that I can stand is dippy up egg, where the dippy is nice and up, and you dip uh, toast and or sausage or bacon in it. All right, well let's. I can't. It's the whites that gets me, and that's well, pretty much all nog is. It's like a whole bunch of white. But what if you were dipping bacon and sausage into your nog? Ooh, that. I mean, at least That's you're getting bacon and sausage. Yeah, at least you're getting bacon and sausage New- out of the deal. <laughs> Christmas Eve, here I come. <laughs> hey, family. Hope um, you love this thing. So I'm actually, I'm going to go with eggnog based on that fact. 
Because I could be dipping some bacon in there, whereas dipping bacon into fruitcake is not going to go so well. Well, it's just going to stick there. I have it's some. Gonna be like the sto- the sword and the stones. What that's going to be like. <laughs> I have some supporting. Oh what? I have some supporting arguments for fruitcake. Uh, I, I, I grabbed this from Wikipedia while we were discussing it. Uh, <laughs> well, you mean while Tyler and I were discussing it and you were the not source, contributing The source all. of all knowledge. The source of the fountain of knowledge, uh, Wikipedia, has this to say. Uh, since 1995, Manitou Springs, Colorado, has hosted the Great Fruitcake Toss on the first Saturday of every January. Uh, they were they encouraged the use of recycled fruitcakes. And the all-time Great Fruitcake Toss record is 1,420 feet Set by a group of eight Boeing engineers who built the Omega 380, a mock artillery piece fueled by compressed <laughs> air pumped, fueled by compressed air pumped by an exercise bike. I was gonna say, I hope it's like a trebuchet or something, because if there's a guy out there hucking, uh, hucking fruitcakes, then we found the next great Christmas he's, village. So he's, he's just I, I bring a, that up. He's just waiting for a claymation. Movie. I bring that he's up. He's just in a onesie from 19, oh, 1908. Just oh, yep. What? I bring that up because we haven't considered the use of fruitcakes as a uh, military application. Ooh, that's a good that's point. That's true. It's a weapon of mass uh, Christmas destruction. <laughs> it's a weapon of mass cheer. But, yeah, I, yeah, that's a good point, I guess. I mean, they if, no, if that's an invader. That's of, yeah, I was making that same point. They're very versatile. What yeah. about egg? What What about egg nog palm? Egg Egg napalm. <laughs> you, you care to s- uh, explain that, Kevin? You chuck it at somebody and they get all sticky and they're like, hmm, "Oh, is that's this egg that's nog? another reason. That's another reason why I can't stand the nog." Yeah, it's get, it's got I, a gross consistency. It's kind of like liquid custard, nasty. Hey, listener, it's it's Christmas time. I'm bearing my soul to you. I hate things on me. Like things on my person are my least favorite things. And Nog is just like, uh, it's so, it's so gooey. It's, it's the next worst. It's almost as bad as getting eggs on you. Right. Except it's like got the stickiness of sugar too. So maybe it's, yeah. whereas I've if, been very careful not to get it. If on I you. chuck a fruitcake at Tyler, it bounces right off him and it probably knocks him out of his chair as well. But or it's, rubber or it's just... glue, it bounces off me and sticks to Kevin. him. Or it just breaks his nose. Either way, Either it's one. not going to stay on you. Either way, it's less. It's more preferable than drinking than. The it's old, less the icky, nog. that's for sure. But you could use, you can use eggnog as an adhesive. Then it's like, oh, I got a whole bunch of Christmas cards to send out, but I don't want to, you know, get toxic glue all up in my system. I'm just going to use some nog to glue these envelopes shut. But then you have Fido sniffing around the letters and licking them, and that's true. It's that's a disaster waiting to happen. No, uh, that is unless you don't have a dog and you want one, and you're like, please, I just need some human, uh, some some contact uh, from and another living, else. from another living being. I need some contact. How much is that doggy in the window? I I made him his own uh, robe. It's monogrammed <laughs> and everything. Come join me in my abyss of a room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, but hold I, on. If you have a dog, yeah, then you're not eating the fruitcake all alone. You have your dog with you. Well, no, you yes. only you only get the dog from the nog. The dog. No, dog. I think fruit cake. I think fruit cake is more appropriate for dogs than eggnog. Oh no, they're gonna get you could use the nog. The gonna get them all liquored up. Yeah, no, no, that's gonna give them. That's gonna give eggnog is nice gas. and chewy. You got a puppy who's teething. Just give him that. 
that log, that log of uh, fruitcake, and he will be set until, you know, at least Valentine's Day. It's basically no. rawhide. That's going to give them terrible gas. I don't want that. An eggnog won't give him gas. terrible gas? It's a dairy product, Kevin. He's just going to sniff at it. He's not going to drink it. Because <laughs> he would want to drink that stuff. <laughs> Hey, 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 everybody! Just go ahead and set your food on the floor. I mean, don't don't worry about the dog. He's just gonna sniff at it. He, He's just gonna... <laughs> he, he knows just, better. He, he loves just tantalizing aromas. He doesn't actually <laughs> like to to eat things. He's got a very refined nose palate. We... So I I will unabashedly commit myself to fruit cake. If anybody wants to get me some fruit cake, I will I will find so many practical uses for it. Uh, I will also side on the uh, fruitcake arguments. Uh, you can send me all your fruitcakes, and I will give them to Tyler. <laughs> I'm nogging it up, baby. <laughs> give me that nog. I want some dogs. Stick him right on that kids' show noggin. He'll start. He'll start. I don't know. I'm thinking of Zoom now. I was gonna say something it's... about Ubby but I I hope I hope to God no one remembers that show. I have no idea right. what you're talking about. <laughs> don't even it. worry about it. Don't. It's, it's, it's a chapter of my life that's obscure done. references. It barely even began. Is guts? Is guts on noggin? I don't know. Maybe. Was guts? Or hold on. Was noggin the like backup Nickelodeon channel? Like the... I think it was. It like, was. I think I it was think, like yeah. the, it was the boomerang of Nickelodeon. No, it was the VH. It was the it was the MTV two of. Yeah, that's that's Nicole. probably more accurate, Which considering they're fun. both owned by Viacom. Right. All right, so I think Fruitcake won. <sighs> yeah. All right, <laughs> moving right along, we are we have so much here for you guys this episode. Uh, th- speaking of, thank you so much, everyone who sent in questions this week. You're amazing. But up next, we have a question from Parker Lindstrom. Parker wants to know which is better, icicle lights versus blow-up decorations in front of a home, which is superior? I hate blow-up decorations. Oh, really? Really? They're, they're I the, think, they're I think the they're scourge pretty fantastic. of humanity. <laughs> Why they, would you... I'm gonna, I'll go ahead and throw a, throw a, uh, a fruitcake on this fire. Why? What's, what's so bad about because the nice little... They look I ridiculous. think they're adorable. They look ridiculous. There's nothing worse. And... and Okay, so I just saw a blow-up Mrs. Claus in a hula outfit. And I can never get that image out of my head ever again. Scarred for life. I think I would... I think if I was coming home for the Christmas holidays, if I was... By planes, trains, and automobiles, and I saw an inflatable Hulu Grandma Claus, that would make my entire season. That's I, that's so whimsical. I can never love again. All right, <laughs> because she was so beautiful. No, because she because is... you know that before long she will be deflated once again. Exactly. You hate that. that you hate that they're a tease. Is what that, you hate, Kevin? No, I, I I hate that they prove that mankind is inherently evil. Uh, <laughs> Original sin, right? There. They yes. No, they're just they look so goofy and stupid. And they're just really, they're always ginormous and they take up the entire yard and you're like, hey, could you be uh, a little less annoying? Like, I'd like to drive past and not have my eyes accosted. Uh, But they don't care. You see, I would say that inflatable yard decorations are actually the greatest thing. Um, (laughs) Because... (laughs) 
oh, because boy. they've got. I would got say engines. you are completely wrong. <laughs> they've got those engines, so there are all kinds of possibilities. You have you've got the uh, the Christmas gift with the little Santa that comes up out of it and then sinks back down again in a nice, calming, reassuring rhythm. You have the giant snow globes with the fan going where you've got the snow tissue flying all over the place. And then you have, you know, like everybody's about 3D these days. You know, we're all we're all getting into the next dimension. And these guys are nice and big and, big and tangible and reassuring they're like they're essentially the vinyl of uh, of Christmas decorations if you think about it. I Even don't. Better if they're made of vinyl. I don't. Whereas these icicle lights, you said nothing about the icicle lights. If they're blinking, that's that's downright awesome. Noxious. If if not dangerous, what if you have an epileptic fit? That would be terrible. They aren't considerate of other people driving past their homes. Uh, also, and inflatable, there isn't nearly there isn't are. nearly as much variety. Uh, when you've when you've got those going, you just have to, um, you know, like, oh, well, these lights kind of look like icicles. I can put more around my house. I'd rather see any inflatable thing that's like, oh, that's novel and interesting than another house that's covered in lights because it's all been done. Do I have QED. to do I have to break this tie? You have to you have to engage in the argument. You must because <laughs> that's well, the whole reason we're you, here. You agreed to do this podcast. Well, I guess I did. <laughs> Must Tyler, be. Tyler neglected to bring up the greatest of all inflatable, uh, inflatable festive things, which are the, uh, the, what's the best way to describe them? The, the, I always call them the dancing man inflatables that, uh, are inflating and they're like waving their arms and legs around everywhere. And they have the, yes, they have the Christmas version that is Santa Claus doing that. And it's just, it warms my heart and soul. It's terrible. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> Absolutely no, wonderful. what can be more festive than that? What can it's, it's doing what's... a dance? Hey, Kevin, it's the reason for the season. No, it is not. <laughs> Those inflatable decorations are the reason for the season. Oh man, that Hel- inflatable... helium is helium is not the reason for the season. But I, I, I wept when I saw that inflatable manger scene. I thought it was, it was gorgeous. I thought there, there could be nothing more tasteful. Uh, on the other hand, all that's good in the world. Anti-inflatables. Uh, I'm really against these snow globes, which are popping up everywhere. Like they're really Hate obnoxious it. looking. Hate those. Uh, I like. Imagine getting inside one of those. It imagine like that, that imagine money game. Kicking where... it back. Imagine being inside of one and it is full of twenty-dollar bills. Hold on, no. Have imagine I... kicking it back. Are you feeling a little more festive now, George? Imagine kicking it back to episode one of this podcast where we shove grandma inside one of those filled with peanut butter. Oh, yeah. No, in a <laughs> real glass snow globe, not an adorable inflatable one made of breathable material. <laughs> but uh, against icicle lights, I'm not a huge icicle light fan either. I just see them as an inefficient use of you know lighting like it's like you know if you have regular christmas lights it's just one by one by one and it's like you know you lay it out and it's done where the ice school lights they're taking up so much room dangling everywhere and like yeah covering up so i see the lights space. are the equivalent of like those hanging bead doors on dorms it's pretty much Nobody like the it. the lighting of the one percent like us 99 percenters we got like 
we can only afford one light per strand, like, per area, whereas you icicle light people, you got, like, five lights on each, you know, little inch. And, it's and like, only 1% of people actually like those lights. That's true. I, <laughs> they're, they are really distracting. Like, uh, across the street from me in Erie, uh, they, there's these new icicle lights that, like, will trickle down in light, and it's, like, really distracting. Like, it's got the trickle effect where the lights are gone, and it's like, yeah. It's... Is that supposed to be snow? Yeah, but... I know, I think it's supposed to be melting, I think. I don't know. Well, that's that's depressing in itself. Yeah, but an inflatable, abominable <laughs> Hold snowman on. In eerie, is in not eerie, distracting? In eerie, melting snow is something to be celebrating, so. <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> I can't no, blame But icicle that. lights are so wonderful. It's like, you, I, for all the reasons you explained, because there are five lights to each one strand. That is a wonderful, uh, you know, cost-benefit analysis ratio. Listen to this bourgeoisie guy saying, "Oh, I, I could have five lights to these. I'm struggling to." Put yeah, listen to look at listen to old bourgeoisie. I'm struggling to put one light on each strand for my family, Kevin. So wait, you're thinking of you're thinking of the proletariat again. You don't have a family. <laughs> I don't have. Oh lights God, either. none of us know Russian history. Ugh. This, this podcast is a sham. Vladimir, right. <laughs> we are failing you. Oh no! You invented this holiday, and we can't even get your name right. Oh god! Your classes, whatever you are, I don't even know anymore. Okay, so, so you can get you can get a three hundred count icicle light set for thirteen dollars, and you can get a one hundred count uh, non icicle inflatable light set for, man set for nine dollars. So they're oh, clearly wow. that so, is a great bargain. So they're clearly not the lights. Of the one percent, the lights of the one percent are burning hundred dollar bills. <laughs> I would just like to say that you take down Christmas lights and like, oh, this is a large, arduous process. I have to climb up and take them down. Blah blah blah. It's, they're so elaborately set up to begin with. That Whereas is true. With, it with is inflatable, very satisfying. With inflatable, inflatable, with inflatable candy cane Santa, you all you have to do is unplug him, and he just kind of, you know, folds up in on himself. Or if, it, it if is you very know satisfying. If you know you're not, if you're if you want to talk about satisfaction though, if you know you're not going to use him next year, just hack into that dude with a samurai sword. That's going to be great stress relief. That's what I did to every inflatable on my block. So you're I didn't even guy? have to own one. You're the serial inflatable killer. Exactly. <laughs> I read about you in the papers. I'm gonna have to inform the uh, the internet the papers. Manhattan police. You are going. Yeah, down yeah, they'll do something about it. What's that? <laughs> All right, so they're not busy. I, I'm sure we have two inflatable men on this podcast and one sad stream of lights. So if you're trying to decorate your home, then go ahead and and get get one get inflatable dog dressed as a reindeer, and you won't you won't regret it. Yeah, ever. get the gaudiest, stupidest, most inane decoration possible. Get the godliest. Up. Get the godliest. Inflatable major scene possible. ever. I, I, oh man. Jordan, do a Google. See if there is a inflatable major scene. Because if so, I mean. I will just, lose I'll, all hope in humanity. I'll, I'll take my PayPal Abandon out Abandon hope right all now. who enter here. So as long as we're talking about decorations, let's move on to our next question. Sent in by Tim Hall. Thanks, Tim. Tim. And that is real tree versus fake tree. A Google Google. Just, uh, just so we know, 
Oh, Christmas tree, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> not not just, just uh, not just your everyday uh, tree. Just so you know, there is it's an inflatable manger scene, and it's it can be yours for the 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 small price of three hundred and thirty dollars. Oh wow, that's that's an investment, though. Uh, Imagine how much it's gonna bring in. Hold on, I see one at Home Depot for ninety bucks. So, well, it's not clearly not this one. Either way. Tune in next week where we will be joined by our fourth member of the cast, an inflatable baby Jesus. So, terrible. <laughs> real or fake trees? I got to know your opinions. Uh, I got to go. Can I... I know that Jordan has a fake tree. Yes. Uh, so and my whole family. Gone down this My whole road. family supports the fake tree movement uh, for many reasons. For one, you know, I mean, we've seen a lot of Christmas movies and people act like, oh, yeah, it's fun to go out with the family and pick out that perfect Christmas tree. No, it's not fun. Everyone hates that. I mean, Christmas Vacation really highlighted that, like, that it is a chore to go out there and you find a tree that is perfect and any perfect tree is going to be like five miles away from your car. And it's going to take your, a lot maybe of Maybe your work. family. Yeah, family. I love. Ah, my family's simple mountain folk. We, well, we yeah, get into it. you're surrounded by trees, <laughs> so I mean, it's probably a lot easier for you. For those of us in the suburbs, not so easy. Plus, let's go through the problem. You got to water that tree. You got to make sure it's got plenty of water. And if you got pet dogs, which we've already said that if you have, you have your nog and your dog, like your dog is gonna dog dresses. Your dog is gonna be licking that water and causing running amok uh you're gonna get sap all over you're gonna house, get muck no all over what. the place there's sap there's gonna be sap all over you for setting it up there's gonna be sap all over your walls uh it's it's not gonna come up what you're what kind of christmas so tree are you getting sticky. is it no that's a good point we still have sap on one of our door handles in my home from I, a christmas tree like i have years never ago. gotten sap on any of my walls <laughs> it's just sap you, how everywhere. big a tree are you getting kev a nine foot. Sorry, I'm not very good with spatial reasoning. Oh well, the the ceiling is ten feet tall. Uh, oh okay, so good size one. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, here to to remedy the sap on the walls situation, just don't rub your tree all over your walls. Uh, <laughs> Takes a lot of work. To set it up. No, that's part of the season. That's <laughs> that's the holiday spirit. You don't oh you've taken so many traditions away from me this podcast don't take another as far as i can tell the only thing i'm sacrificing by going fake tree which let let's note that unless you get the perfect real life christmas tree it's going to have holes in it whereas the fake one will never have holes um but the only thing you're sacrificing is that that delicious pine tree scent and that's i can live without that I could just spray some pine saw over a, a real tree or a fake tree to get that. Oh pine yeah. Scent. Well, why, why, why witness Create, a beautiful? Thus, thus, creating the saddest image in your mind, listener. <laughs> Jordan in his home with his fake Christmas tree, spraying it with pine saw. Yeah. Why go? Why go? Uh, you know. Then I can grab my fake tree scene. and like clean my entire house with it. Whereas if you try that with your Rub real tree, those walls. sap everywhere. <laughs> In fact, maybe you should have one of each. Maybe you should have a real tree for all the sap on your walls, and then a, a fake tree covered in pine saw to get that sap off. Look, if you don't, you know, if if you just want to replicate, you know, the beauty of nature, why go, you know, view, view a beautiful mountain scene when you could just huff paint? <laughs> so think about that, and and the, the fact that you're gonna have to, the fact that you're gonna have to water the tree. I mean, 
then you're going to have to use that reasoning to preclude having anything living in your house. Oh, don't have a baby because you're just going to have to feed it. And that's going <laughs> to suck. <laughs> I, I believe don't... that's that is uh, the one of the largest reasons that some <laughs> some couples just wait on having a child. They don't want to they don't want to have to bother feeding it. <laughs> so I. I my family has been nothing but a real tree family, which I support because when I come home for the holidays and it's there's something nice about having a really large tree because we have like a tall ceiling at the top of our. When house you come home like, for the holidays, you're like, man, there's too many trees out here already. I gotta I gotta decrease the surplus population. Well, no, see that's the thing. The thing is, I am coming home for the holidays. I am no longer part of the tree procuring process. So, I just <laughs> you're, you're, you're not just, even in the hard part. I just roll in like a week before the season and I'm like, "Oh, hey, trees here. Oh my gosh, all this magic and wonder." And it's fantastic. But I also have in my residence a fake tree to help get myself in the holiday spirit, which is pretty manageable. Don't mind that it's small, because if it was big, it would just take up too much space. And also, with a fake tree, you can just kind of take off the decorations after Christmas and just have a nice a nice fake spruce to decorate your domicile. All right, so I, I am way ahead of you on the whole space issue, because what I did in my apartment... I am way ahead of your space program. <laughs> you, I put so China, you are moon. so far behind. I put so many men on that moon, it's not even funny. It's lunar. But have you um, put trees on that moon? Because they need oxygen. Uh, yeah, and I just give them spacesuits. Put a tree in a spacesuit. So you said, you, said you're, you have overcome the eternal issue. Do you have space. a real tree right. in your apartment, Kevin? I do. I have a bonsai tree that I put uh, ornaments on. So Christmas tree, solved. Uh, that's not a true pine tree. <laughs> That is a Christmas tree, and it's alive. No, but the best the best part about having a real tree is that after the Christmas season, you burn it. You have a wonderful Christmas pyre. <laughs> is that Christmas, a good thing? What if, what if that fire gets out of control <laughs> and burns your house down? It never does. That's the key. Where do you burn this tree? Where? In the backyard. Yeah. Wherever I want. <laughs> It's Christmas time. In, in I do living, what I in want. In the living room. Maybe the foyer. He just throws so, flaming trees on top of inflatable displays. And exactly. I don't, think, I don't think destruction is something we should be focusing on during the, the holidays. I'm though. pretty sure living, destruction not is not away. the reason for the season. I, I mean, yeah, we're still the, trying to figure out this reason for the season. No, it's, it's the reason we, we've for We've been the, doing a lot of brainstorming. It's the reason for the postseason. <laughs> Oh, that's it's the reason it's like oh man christmas is over i need a reason to keep going on yeah so let's guess... burn this mother well hold Make on some sweet, you know what we haven't you know what we ash. haven't even mentioned yet pine needles here. pine needles everywhere uh, with your real tree and you gotta vacuum like 80 times under the tree during the course of the christmas season it's so much work with all these dang pine needles going everywhere and they're getting sap in your carpet and it's just sap and pine needles why do you want that kevin see but that's only if you get specific types of trees if you get uh shoot what do hypoallergenic I trees a, a if you get Canaan... the poodle hybrid trees you're if okay. you breed your trees very specifically if you get a cane and fur straight from the promised land um then you will have a tree that does not uh does not shed its its uh, bristles 
but does flow with milk and honey. So can I get yes, a Can a I get a YouTube approved uh, Joshua tree? Uh, no. A YouTube approved? Yes, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube loves YouTube. Hey, YouTube. Can I have permission to use this tree? Hey. All right. So as the guy who doesn't like eggnog just because it can get on him, I'll say fake tree. Because I don't want none of that sap or those needles. Or those needles sticking to that sap. Uh, I love I love life and I love living things and I love caring for all of the all of God's creatures. Uh, I embrace my role as steward of the earth and I love living trees. Uh, but you're also killing that tree by getting a living tree. And if you had a fake tree, that tree would still be living. So I'm going to stick with fake trees. Also, we didn't even bring up the combination of sap and needles. What if you were covered in sap and then got needles all over you? It'd be like getting tarred Ooh. and feathered. Oh, gosh. That would be awful. Except a icky. lot more festive. Yeah, and without the burning sensation. <laughs> you'd be, you would be really festive, and you'd smell probably pretty clean and great. Yeah, it would all right. be awesome. I think we have time for one more question. So here it is. Here it is, our last question of the podcast. Oh, man, there's something. Except for the very last question. Except for the very last question. So, it is 1966, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, versus 2000, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Is this an argument? With the the Jim Carrey. Uh, I think this is an argument. 1966? Um, (laughs) Come on, man. What? Are you kidding me? 2001. First of all, all half an hour. I'm all about St. Jim. St. Jim. The reason for the season. I have a limited attention span, especially for Christmas stuff, uh, Christmas movie specials, and half an hour is just perfect. Like, I can just, you know, I'm in between, you know, opening presents and uh, making my own homemade eggnog with, like, Boku. Is that what your Christmas day looks like? (laughs) Boku amounts of rum and, uh, like... Amounts of ramen? Ramen. Yes, I put ramen in my eggnog. Oh, Christmas ramen. No, it's so good. You put a little <laughs> you, you put some pine needles, which is why you need a real tree in your ramen, and you got some you got some fresh ramen. What's right scary there. is I bet somebody I in Japan has salt. already done that. Uh, no, somebody in a somebody in a dorm has already done that. Oh gosh. So yeah, I I will That that shorter time frame is gonna be uh really helpful in getting your uh your your your, you're so busy on christmas during the christmas season you don't have time for that two hours of jim carrey live action you know wannabe original uh and you're you're losing the uh the uh shoot uh chuck jones animation you know a classic from uh from chuck from the 60s from the 60s you got the narration from spike jones well, that's remember. the thing. Can, uh, can, I, can I weigh in for yeah, the 2000s? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I would, I, I would I will like to, join you on the 2000s. I would like to weigh in for the 2000s for, for two reasons. Um, wait, first of all, let me let me ask because I can't remember. Does the 2001 have that stupid Favu Dore? They both Favu do. Ramos? They both okay. do. They all do. I, I hate that song. So but I, the I 2001 is less. less. So that's not I true. Not because true. That's, because that's some kind of horrible subliminal language, and it's just creepy and weird. And if you zoom out far enough, they're actually forming a pentagram with their held hands. <laughs> and because the lyrics go, the, the one line is "Favu Ramus, Favu Damus, Christmas Day is in our grasp." That's just a really creepy. That sounds like I don't no, know. No, because they're holding hands. Of master race kind of creepy. I don't know sentiment. 
Um, but I will choose the 2000 version because I hate Dr. Seuss illustrations. What? All, because all of those Dr. Seuss creatures look like like something out of some some messed up, uh, horrible acid trip gone wrong, or possibly something out of one of Dante's Circles of Hell. Uh, it's, it's it it is actually an illustration of the uh, the last circle. Uh, it gets so, last... it gets it gets so cold. Um, it's so cold, and a lot of people are plotting the death of Caesar. Yes. So, um, I don't know. I'm gonna go with the 2001 because I think that Jim Carrey is legitimately a very funny man. Two for the exact opposite reason of Jordan. I like to have a movie where plot is developed. Where we have some some in depth looks into characters because you know we learn a lot about the Grinch's backstory, his 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 romantic escapades. There's there's a family dynamic. It's fantastic, and also isn't yeah isn't he a, a poor Italian immigrant whose family came over to become? Uh, you can't use that argument yes. twice <laughs> in the same episode. <laughs> that, that's that's the that's the reason for the season. But no, um. I also I like that there is some comedy in the newer Grinch because the first one is just kind of like ah, bah, 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 bah. Christmas you know he steals it he gives it back. Bob Whereas Udore. the new the new one like there are plenty of yokes. There's there's all kinds of stuff for you to enjoy. Also I'm pretty sure the first one like rampantly reuses animations. There there are at least two uses of the same like sled building stuff and there's a bunch of shots that get recycled of the kids bouncing around shots shots That's just shots, lazy. shots shots yeah i was just gonna say shots, that shots, 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 shots. shots. every everybody so. everybody christmas shots so that's i i really i really like the new one and i'm all about you know burning tradition <laughs> Just get rid of it. Get it out of here. Yeah, well, burn that tree. Burn that what real good tree. is the past? Let's. You got to take everything you loved in the past and burn it, and then grow your new life out of that sweet, sweet carbon ash. Just like Kevin's family. Well, I disagree. <laughs> I, I still disagree. And let me tell you why. I feel like the Grinch ruins lives. I'm going to share a link with you guys, and then I'll share it on our Facebook. Just page. in general. Yeah, it ruins lives. <laughs> you know who played Cindy Lou Who? Her name is. Is Taylor Momsen. She was a cute, sweet little girl. She was. She was. Adorable. Do you want to know She's what so she looks adorable. like now? Well, our listeners should now be moving over to Facebook and checking out oh, our, our Facebook page. Oh gosh. Uh, oh, she's she's working it. She's just playing that um that that character in then DC Comics. Uh, What's the one? Oh, that's yeah. not true. That's what Wolverine. She, that's what she looks yeah, like she now. Just, she's. Uh, yeah, you guys should be navigating to our Facebook page and looking at these pictures that I will post. Um, but I think there's Jordan. another one. This is Taylor Momsen. She has gone from cute little sweet girl to like I don't know, grungy, nasty punk rocker chick. And this is this is a guided Christmas tour. I'm pretty I think sure that this she is what... has chosen a look and committed to it. This is what listener. the live action Grinch does to people. It just turns you into. You know, pure evil. Um, so but no, she's still got those pipes. I think you're a little too quick to judge, Jordan. I think you need to have. All a right. Well, I think you're spirit. also very quickly. Forgetting I think you need to have a few holiday spirits. <laughs> you are also forgetting that the original uh, Grinch from the '60s was narrated by none other than the Boris Karloff, uh, and sang that that sweet, sweet song uh, in the. Was middle. he in the Olympics? No, Boris Karloff was the original Frankenstein, my friends. And uh, oh. a wonderful actor with an iconic voice. And 
his narration is just pure joy and beauty to my ears and like I don't have Boris Karloff in the new one so why would I bother uh, I think it's James Earl Jones in the new one so not hey, as so good no no much much better yeah I would much rather have my Christmas herald herald in by Darth Vader Mufasa oh yeah than, Darth than Mufasa it, than whoever your your Olympic candidate yeah. for ice uh, incorrect it was narrated was. by Anthony Hopkins so you have oh even better you have Hannibal Lecter narrating oh that's perfect yeah that's great that's, that's he's you going get to, to see, eat you not only do you have an entertaining movie but you get to see a man turn over a new leaf and hello Clarice has he's your heart going grown to three sizes liver. today I <laughs> hope so because I'm about to eat it he's going to eat your liver with a fine Chianti and you know with a fine Keanu Keanu wasn't in that movie no but he was he should be let's be honest all right, so Jordan, you're um, you're you're putting in your voting back. I am the I'm uh, with the old guard, and I will go with the old show. And I am with the new hip generation that yeah. is not estranged from, well, that is estranging themselves from the past, but not from each other, and committing to the 2000 edition. And I am with the lesser of two evils, the 2000. So there you have it, folks. Our Christmas episode. We hope that, you know, it's been delightful that you've loved it, that you're getting this in time to make some last-minute Christmas decisions a bit more wisely. Or, you know what, if you've already if, if you've already gone and made eggnog under a real tree while hanging icicle lights, it's okay. We accept you. We love you. Hey. Maybe someday you'll learn to love, love Christmas again. And, you know, there's there's still hope because that's the reason for the season. So thank you very much to join us. A special thank you to Xmas Movie Soundtrack who let us use their song Boxing Day for the intro. Oh, man, it's so good. If you only buy one Christmas album for $3 this season, that should definitely be it. Go, We'll plug that on the Facebook page or you can go to xmasmoviesoundtrack.bandcamp.com. Thank you so much to Eric Toribio for hosting us. A Merry Christmas to you, Eric. You've earned it. He has a fantastic Christmas album that I was listening to today on his website. He recorded a song for each of the 12 days of Christmas. My personal favorite, Three French Hens. Go and listen to it. It's great. Thank you to everyone who sent in quest- uh, questions. Thank you to everyone who's been tweeting, who's been listening to the show. If you have any questions that you want to send in, you can do that at ninjasversuspodcast at gmail.com or you can get us on Twitter, Ninjas versus Podcast, the Facebook page, or if you're especially daring, you can get us on Formspring, ninjasversuspodcast.formspring.me. Thanks, Jocelyn, for sharing us with your family. Thanks, Jocelyn's family, for enduring Jocelyn. <laughs> um, thank, just thank you, everyone, for, for making this a really, really great Christmas season. It's been so good. And God bless us. Everyone. 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 So, keeping with our theme, one last question, ninja-related, and that is Ninja versus Frosty the Snowman. A goo. Keep it quick, keep it secret, uh, keep it safe. Kevin, do you want to go? Yes, ninjas, because Frosty the Snowman has no soul. 
I will go Frosty because we have a long-standing, or I have a long-standing tradition of signing, siding with magic in any argument, and Frosty has magic. I will go with Frosty because Frosty has no soul. Because you <laughs> stick, you st- you throw your throwing stars in there; they're just gonna stick and get cold, and then you touch your tongue to them and it freezes. It's the worst. So he's gonna dismember you. But thank you so much for joining us. Merry, Merry Christmas. As ever, I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm still Kevin. God rest ye, merry gentlemen and women. uh, Go and enjoy some... Go and enjoy some Christmas spirits, past, present, and... Hey, and if you enjoyed this podcast, go tell it on the mountain. Uh, Uh, I think that is an appropriate... I hope we can cut that. What? What's that? And all our nights is filled We are not shepherds, nor yet Orient kings. The tale is old to us. To them, it was new. They came to see and stayed to worship him. Let us, like them, a while remain to worship here. Be silent yet a space. This is the hour and this the holy place. Within the dark Gethsemane of our years, the miracle of Christmas now appears. Hark, hear the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Christmas is here, ringing a cheer, too young and old, meek and the bold. Ding, dong, ding, dong, that is their song, they joyful ring, all caroling. One seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere, filling the air. Oh, how they sound, raising the sun, all hail the telling the tones, gaily they ring, while people sing songs of good cheer. Christmas is here, ding, dong, ding, dong, that is their song, with joyful ring, all caroling, ding, dong, ding, dong, with that end, Ding dong, ding dong, boom.